To another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show, David Van Boglen, Jeff Shanahan, minus Ryan Dempsey tonight. He's doing some appointment. Appointment thing. meeting, yeah, something, something at work that he couldn't get out of, and uh, uh, that's two weeks in a row for Ryan. That's that's a first. Ah, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to pick up the slack here. He's gonna have to start ditching his responsibilities <laughs> and start to do, and get back to something that doesn't pay him or doesn't help him in any way whatsoever in life. He's gonna have to understand where his where his real responsibilities lie. I, I mean, think. he did ask for a nap at least on Sunday, so or this weekend. No, I mean, you're just kidding, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. How you doing, man? I'm high as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm high as a motherfucker. Jesus Christ. I made a mistake yesterday. Yes, you did. I made a big mistake. Mistake. Here's the deal, guys. Everything, I go to Jeff for everything, everything weed, everything. Because the last time I was a weed guru, the weed didn't have names. It wasn't called OG Kush or Northern Lights or this. It was, it was just called weed. And it came in a bag. And sometimes it was green. Sometimes it was brown. Sometimes it was fluff. Sometimes it was in a brick. You just didn't know. Nowadays, you got st- you eat the weed, right? Yeah. And I don't know anything about this stuff. I, I eat the weed maybe twice a year, and only if Jeff brings me a little something. I know some shit about you know? some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's anything off like the edibles, extracts, tinctures, this and that shit, I always fucking message him, bro, what is this shit? What is this stuff? What's it gonna do? What's a sativa and an indica? What is this? What does this stuff do? What is this? How much do I do? But I couldn't. I didn't. I, just, I was like, you know, my my. I had a friend gave me this butter. I said, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna eat the butter." So I made toast and I slathered like like. Ooh. It was probably about two teaspoons worth uh, of butter on this, this bread. I was like, "Fuck it," and I ate. I was like, "Man, that tastes pretty good." And a half an hour later, I'm like, "Ooh, ooh, what's going on now?" I mean, depending, you probably took a couple hundred milligrams. Yeah, I, it's about, uh, at I, least. I, I, I was looking it up, and I think I took about, what, about 150, between 150, 200 milligrams. Ooh. And I started looking around at stuff, about, and about an hour in, stuff was moving in weird places. And I was talking to higher life forms, and I just closed my eyes, and the next thing I know, it was nine hours later. <laughs> and I got up and I, and I got something to drink real quick and I went upstairs to use the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and my eyes were as red as I've ever seen them in my life. Yeah, they're glassy and dying. <laughs> right now. There's a little haze in them. And I went, uh, this is, this is, we're, we're talking, we're, we're, we're about almost 40 hours away since I did this. <laughs> and I'm still, I've been there, man. You know, I'm still coming down from it. And I slept. It's, oh my God. Once I finally was able to fall asleep, I slept all day yesterday. It's about 11 last night. And I woke up sitting upright in my chair. That's why I, I fell asleep sitting upright in my chair. Not kicked yeah. back, not with the legs out, all comfortable. I sat down. I put my head back and went, oh, it's over. And I was done <laughs> for. For about 12 hours, and I woke up, my neck was stiff because I was in the same spot. I didn't move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When they say you get stuck, I was stuck. Couch lock. <laughs> I ain't never felt anything like that before in my life. Like, I've I've eaten, 
that I that I know of measured out, I've eaten like two hundred milligrams at once. I'm sure I've eaten more than that. Yeah, I ate more than that or whatever. whatever yeah, yeah. The proper terms. But uh, but that's like somebody baking brownies and shit. And it would, who knows what the fuck, how much is in it? And they're just strong as fuck. And I'll eat like three or four of them and see where we go. Yeah. But like professionally made edibles, I've eaten two hundred at at once, and and it fucked me up. But like the most fucked up I've ever been was off of Simpson oil, which is, like, the shit that they give to, like, cancer patients and shit. Yes, okay. So when I fucked my back up, like, nothing was working. The pain, because it was, um, the discs were fine, but painkillers won't do anything for nerve pain and shit. At all. So. At all. That's why I take Topamax for nerve pain. Yeah, yeah. I, they, they finally got me on. Like a Neurotin. Yeah. It was on Neurotin for a while. Shit, that shit will fuck your head up bad. That yeah. Will. Yeah, I didn't take it for long, but I, I was reading up on it, and it, it made a lot of sense. Yeah. But um, by the time the Neurotin started, like, I started taking a strong enough dose where it was working, I could get the fuck up, so it didn't really like all my depression went away because i after six weeks of fucking laying there oh, i could bad. finally get up and function and like mm-hmm. go play a show and shit like that yep so like the neurotin never fucked with me too bad like that and then i just kind of weaned myself down enough until where after i got injections the pain was gone but anyway my caregiver had given me some simpson oil and he's like dude i'm telling you right now just because he gave me some like empty capsules and he's like it's in a syringe and he's just like just put a piece like the size of a piece of rice in this capsule and like that's it he's like he gave me some other shit that he made with coconut oil and stuff for some other things so like i hadn't slept well in weeks like i wasn't getting more than like three hours a night i was in pain i was uncomfortable so one night at like one in the morning i'd already taken like two of these nighttime uh indica capsules and I just said, fuck it. And I squeezed a shitload of Simpson oil into this cap, and I fucking ate it. Oh, no. And I, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I woke up. <sighs> Last week. <laughs> I woke up like nine hours. I woke up nine hours later and was like, holy shit. But, like, the the thing was, was I couldn't move. Like, I could move, but I couldn't do anything but lay on my stomach except to get up and take a piss maybe. But that was painful because as soon as... I got off my stomach. My nerve locked up. Yeah. So when you're that high and all you're doing is passing out and you can't get up and do shit, like, dude, I, I, I was like kind of at one of those moments where I was like, am I dying? <laughs> like, is this, is, is this, is this what am I going to be the first fucking marijuana death? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? You think you're going to die, yeah, but nobody ever does. I, that, dude, Dude, it's like, I understand Lisa Hat. <laughs> oh my God, I, I was watching the last week of um, the church, and they have new du- the new, new stars. stars. Yeah, yeah, the three seventy fives. Yeah, I saw three seventy fives with Ari. I think it was on. He was talking. He had him. I watched what is, Ari one. I just did butter that almost killed me. Let's say I did a hundred milligrams of it, of butter that almost killed me. They're doing three seventy five a shot. Yeah. With these fucking stars. And Joey's just fucking... And he's eating them like fucking Skittles. Yeah, no fucks. And functioning. That's what happens when you build a tolerance. I don't know how that's even... That's that's not even the right word for it anymore. I don't even know if there's a word created for what he can do. Christ. I mean, when you've been taking (laughs) drugs as long as Joey has, though... (laughs) 
Yeah. You know, he lived through. It's great. He lived through lewds, coke. Yeah. Man. Heroin. Like. Uh, he's he's a tank, brother. He's, yeah. And he's going to outlive us all. Probably. He'll probably, him and Keith Richards. Man. Drug talk. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how. That's what was my, was my fucking week, man. I was I was taking butter for, uh, for for a lot of pain, and with, if I could just regulate the amount of butter that I take, yeah, it would be it would work great. Yeah, it would you, really work you great. You gotta you gotta go fucking dip your toes in the water first. Yeah, not, but I'm not jumping with the sharks, brother. Yeah, don't don't pretend like it's, I ain't Michael Phelps, man. I no. can't do that. I don't have a tolerance. Don't, I have no, I don't have nothing. Don't pretend like it's regular butter and just. Fucking go to goddamn town on That's that shit. That's exactly just, what I did just, too. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Dip them toes in the water. Let's see what happens. Oh, I'll show you the butter when we're done. Okay. I'll let you take it out. You can we can cook some up or something. If you want to <laughs> eat some before you take off. <laughs> well, you want to talk about some fights? I guess so. Since we just indicted ourselves on fucking drugs over the air. Well, you know, I got a card, so I'm okay. <laughs> well, I don't have a card right now. Actually, you don't because some I asshole... have paperwork, so I'm okay. But yeah, you're still so registered. Though. I'm still registered, and I have my paperwork, so that legally is my card, and I've got the paperwork for filing for a new card, so legally I'm fine. Yeah, and I have all my other ones, but I just don't have my actual fucking hard cards. Which, oh my god, it's so frustrating. Yeah, I bet. The license, I don't give a shit about. That took fucking five minutes. I got to, I, you can now book an appointment online with the Secretary yep. of State. So I booked yep. an appointment, walked in, sat down for five or so minutes, and then they called my number. Jeff got broken into, yep. got his wallet taken. Yep. They got my, they broke into my car and got my wallet, a Bluetooth speaker, some charging cables, and, a ch- and some change. Like, it's, it's some fucking, it's teens to late, or to early 20s. They left, the dumb fucks left two empty blunt paper, or blunt uh, packages in the back of my truck. Like, they had, they had fucking blunt guts still in them. So, the, the cops got those, so hopefully they got some prints off of it. That'd be awesome. Yeah, they hit, like, six cars or six other cars in my area that night, but... Yeah, so, I have a card, I just don't have it right now. You have a card, just don't have a card. Right. So, last well, Saturday morning, uh, the UFC was live from Singapore in the main event. Holly Holm picked up the KO victory over Betch Cahaya in the third round. Um, really, the only fucking action in the fight was the knockout. Yeah. It, it was so boring. It was terrible. Like, yeah. It was, I, I rewatched just like a, a two-minute highlight, and it was just like oblique kick, oblique kick, oblique kick, oblique kick, a couple punches, Nothing. Like, it, it, oh, it was terrible. It was a nice kick she landed. Betch tried to taunt her and caught a shin to the face. Yeah. Yep. So, that's good for Holly to get off the three-fight losing streak. She needed that. And, you know, there was performance of the night. Tells you how exciting this card was. Especially the main card. Oh. This is so bad. Decision, decision, decision. Knockout after two horrible rounds. Wait, wait. Last week when when Kyle came on, he said, uh, he said, <laughs> I loved this quote. He said, "It was good for Holly to fight someone who's who's not very smart," and it showed because Betch came in there and uh, taunted her, 
and put her hands down and said and taunted her and caught her fucking kick to the face because of it. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that was not very smart. No, not at all. The, <laughs> but she did do a she did do the good thing and be and was smart enough to not rush really rush in on Holly though. Yeah, and the whole fight, like I mean Beth, Beth is a you know she's the pit bull. Yeah, that's what she does. But she was smart enough at least because she knows Holly's a counter striker. I was giving right. her the credit for that in the first two rounds. But yeah, that 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 <laughs> stupid taunting thing was just. I'm glad she caught a shin to the face for that. Yeah, I made sure to tweet her about that, how stupid she was. Yeah, I mean, the win, good for Holly to get off. The, right. But it doesn't it doesn't do anything. Yeah, don't do nothing. It don't do nothing at all, man. No. I'm going to take a look and see what the... It did. I mean, <laughs> I probably put her... What was she before that? Four or five? I think she was fifth before That's that. That's what I thought. And I moved, that moved her to second. To fucking two? <laughs> that moved her up to second place. Why the fuck does Raquel Pennington drop? <laughs> like, why the... Okay, why the fuck oh, is Ronda Rousey still crazy. number four? And Raquel Pennington dropped down from four to five. Like, that's bullshit. Wow, that... One win out of her last four fights moves her into second place. Why is Pena still ranked third? This is crazy. I did not realize that she moved up to second off that fucking that is off the backs of that fucking horse shit. Will you bring up Pennington real quick? Ryan's gonna be pissed. She's on a fucking four fight winning oh streak. Oh my god! Pena just got get the fuck out of here. She's on a four fight win streak and drops. Home is one of her last four and moves up. Three, Three spots, spots to second place. That's... By beating Betch Kohea. Wow. Who was only the 11th ranked fighter. I don't get, get the this. fuck out of here. This doesn't get make any sense to me. Get the fuck out of here. This is bullshit. <laughs> Holmes going to get another shot before Rocky gets one. Rousey should have dropped two. I would have been cool even if Rocky would have stayed at fucking four. And Rousey dropped down to five. That I wouldn't, but but the fact that she's below. Oh God, get the fuck out of here! That doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. No, me either. And if Pena was still sitting at two, Pennington should have at least been three. Pena got fucked over by goddamn it, Valentina Shevchenko. She fucked her up. Jesus, now I get to see home back up there again off one win. Sorry, kids. Yeah, that's terrible. But, but Jesus, she don't want to fight either one of the. If if Shevchenko wins, she don't want to fight her again. <laughs> she doesn't want anything. She don't Amanda want Nunes. anything to do with Amanda Nunes. Oh, Nunes will kill her. Yeah, Nunes will destroy her. I guess great win. But... Yeah, I got nothing more for this fight. Not really a lot for this one either. <laughs> I don't myself. Marcin Tabura picks up the decision win over Andre Arlovsky. I I had actually had picked Arlovsky when I uh, was doing a preview with Kyle and Zach Saturday morning. I, I thought maybe we'd get one of those flashes of the old Island jury because every time I think he's going to lose, he ends up knocking somebody out. So Yeah, me and Kyle both picked on uh, picked Tabura last week. Uh, I, I completely thought Tabura should have won, but it was that was a bad fight. It was no, it was, it was there was not a lot of excitement out of this for a heavyweight fight. 
going three rounds. I expected uh, I expected some knockdowns at least, uh, some heavy hands. Got a couple takedowns. We got some control on the ground, some good ground and pound, I suppose. But uh, Tyburo just glassed him, man. Yeah, Andre, he's he's done he's old, for. Bro. He's done for. He's old. Like he just needs to go. He's, he's MMA old. They won't let him go because the heavyweight division is shit. It's on its ass. Yeah, it's shit. Yeah. It's an aging division with uh, with the average age is uh, well, over, well over its 30s, like 33 or something like that. It's, it's really high. It's yeah. really ridiculous. It's old as fuck. But uh, Tybura, I mean, he's, he's, he's a young guy. Got not going to do anything in that no, division. No, it, it doesn't bring any excitement um, to the division, but it's... He's not a guy that's going to carry it or anything. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. He can He can get wins over these older guys that, that are running around there, but, I mean, but he's, nobody, he's not going to set the division on fire. No, he's and he's not going to beat anybody in the top five. I mean, it moved him up to 11. Yeah. Moved on. Andre dropped four spots down to 12, so... He might be able to beat. Well, he can probably beat Struve. He can beat Brown. But Volkov. Yeah, but once you get up to guys like Ngano and Overeem, well, even before Doom, I don't think he can Steve beat Volkov if Lewis is actually going to stick around. Hunt, any of those guys. I don't. I don't yeah. think anybody passed. And even Travis Brown can present problems for a Tibera, but we'll see what happens. It's a good win for him. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a big win. I'm sure in his eyes, you know, he being a former champion. Yeah. Anytime you do that, it's it's got to be the crowning. It's got to feel good. Yeah, it's got to be know? the crowning achievement for his career so far. But what are you gonna do with it? Kobe Covington picks up the decision win over Dong Hyung Kim, where he just wrestled him. Yeah. It was a it was a wrestling match. It was. That's what we we kind of assumed Kyle and I did this last week. We assumed it was going to be cuz it was Covington's a quintessential wrestler. We knew he was going to wrestle him and use his wrestling to his advantage. Um, eight takedowns in 10 minutes of control. Man, that's that's what a wrestler does. Yeah. The biggest thing that came out of this fight was this jackass at fucking started screaming for a title shot. Oh my god. Yeah, one win. Scream! I mean, he's he's he is on a he's on a winning streak, but he's screaming for a title shot already. Like, and how he's the future of the, the fucking welterweight. Division. He's got one real win in that yeah. streak. One win. Yeah, against Don Young Kim. That's his one win. Barbarina, whatever. Max Griffin. He lost to Wally Alves. Yeah, he's he's. He's got one real win. Is any title shot? Give me a fucking break. He just cracked in. He jumped into the top ten this week from not ranked, but he's still ranked behind Kim, who beat him. <laughs> These rankings are kind of fucky. Yeah, he he beat Kim, but he's still ranked behind him. But like your next logical step up is Gunnar Nelson. Yeah. Good luck. Kid. Good fucking luck. Son. Gonna wrestle that guy. Yeah. Have fun. Cerrone's at seven. <laughs> you want some of him? Okay. He, he he. There were some decent flashes of, of some things on his feet. You know, he's got, he's got some nice spinning attacks. Has caught him with a couple spinning elbows and yeah. shit like that. But dude, calm the fuck down. Calm yeah. down. Break. Calm down. You're screaming for a title shot. Your best friend, your boy Jorge Masvidal, sitting at four. And 
he's not getting a title shot. Show me something else. Show me something more than a Barbarino win. Right. Beat, beat somebody else on the upswing here. Go beat Cerrone. Maybe we'll talk. Survive Gunnar Nelson. <laughs> then I'll respect you. Oh, yeah. Good luck there, kid. Good luck there. Uh, Rafael Dos defeated Tarek Safferdine by decision in his welterweight debut. Uh, close fight. Close fight. Dos Anjos looks all right at welterweight, though. Like Kyle was saying, uh, Safferdine's a good start point if you're a smaller yeah. guy. Yeah, it was. Um, I was kind of still kind of worried about Dos Anjos' size and his, his, his reach and what he was going to be able to do in that division, but... Um, that's a good start. I don't know how much, how long he'll be able to carry that one seventy pounds. It's just a, it's just a much bigger, much heavier division than one fifty five. And wow, I don't know if he's going to be successful at it or not. No, no, I don't. I don't think he makes a title run out of this. I don't either. I don't think he's big enough. No, he, he, he's going to give up a lot of size, a lot of reach, a lot of strength. And he's not jacked on the juice anymore. So, I think I think within the next three four fights we'll be back down to fifty five. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna. I didn't think it was gonna be a long yeah. long term thing with him either. I think his body was just tired of trying to make the cut. Yeah. So he wanted to do you know go up for a little while, see up, let him get back to normal a little bit, and then try to make it down again. But now he's fighting guys that are making that same sacrifice and cut at 70 who are ballooning up to 195 and he's ballooning up to 176 right at tops because he doesn't want to cut and he's giving up 20 plus pounds to these guys that are just and probably three four five six inches sometimes in height right i mean there's just too much too much disparity there he's he's giving up too much to make this work and he's not that strong of a guy, of a fighter, to give up that much and still be successful on a high level. Right. I mean, there are winnable fights for him as 70. Definitely. I mean, the Cerrone fight, he's already beaten him once, mm-hmm. so that already gives him the confidence going into it. I, uh, Gunnar Nelson, I think, would destroy him. Uh, Magni could be interesting. But outside of that, Masvidal would destroy him, I oh think. Oh, my God, yeah. Masvidal would kill him. Lawler would kill him. Yeah, Jeez. Thompson. Is, I mean, Damian Maya. You put little Dos Anjos, put him against uh, a guy like Robbie Lawler. Just pair him up again in the, in the cage looking at the two. Who do you think is going to win? I mean, come on. Right. Robbie's going to kill the guy. So because Covington and Dos Anjos cracked into the, the top 10 and 11 or you know, the top 15, they fucking dropped Kamaru Usman two spots. What the hell? Right. LaFlair goes down. LaFlair too. Usman's on a four fight, five fight winning streak. What's going on, man? What, what What's going on with these, these reporters that are making these rankings? I don't know, man. I don't get it at all. Usman, so here's the, so Usman has a win over Wally Alves, who is Kobe Covington's last loss. But Covington is now, from beating Don Kong Kim, ranked ahead of him. This is ridiculous. How do you lose two spots on a four- or five-fight win streak? I, I don't know, man. I'm lost. I'm at a loss for words on this one. Even, like, Covington, okay, I can see putting him ahead of him. 
because he beat a guy that was ranked ahead of Usman. Fine, I'm all right with that. But Dos Anjos? Ridiculous. Anyway. That was the... That was the main card. That's the main card. What? Uh, what, what? I had <laughs> t- t- got the submission win over Gomi. Yeah, that was the... That was, the... That was quick. That was the last fight of the prelims. That's too bad for Gomi. Yeah. Gomi just never has had success in the UFC. He waited too long to come in after the pride fold. Yeah. He he waited way too many years after, and I think he was fighting in Dream maybe at that time. But it was, I don't remember. I, I lost Gomi after. I did too. I, I didn't know what happened to him after pride fell. I thought he was fighting somewhere else in Japan, but they won't show his Dream record anyway. No, let's see if they'll show him anything. Let's show anything. Oh. I mean, nothing after Pride. Yeah. But between Pride and 07, he showed up in, in 2010, so there's three years in there. Right. But he's just... He's, his last win is to Valley Flag three years ago. Wow. But he's Gomi. Yeah. I think he's Gomi. Hopefully they'll just let him retire and not... I hope so. Cut him. If they cut him, he'll end up in Bellator. Or he'll go to freaking Ryzen. Yeah, where he probably should go. Yeah. I don't know that Ryzen 155 is a little dangerous, too. <laughs> and those guys are juicing legally, so. <laughs> um, Anything else you want to talk about I, on this card? Man, this was, this I got was nothing else not for this card. Oh, uh, actually. Scoggins was it? Yeah, that Inui, Inui kid that everybody was talking about. Um, Who was it? Uh, they got to be Thomas. Yeah. Got him. Like 19 years old. <clears throat> yeah, very young. Tons of output from this kid. Holy shit. Yeah. 151 total strikes. Five submission attempts. I mean, just a ton of output all the way around. Yeah, there was a lot of people that were really high on this kid. <clears throat> I was reading on Twitter. Um, Dave Madden. Uh, Sean Sheehan. There was a few other ones that were talking about pretty good. So. That Where's was the only he, uh... other... Where, where did he come over from? Was he from, uh, like, looking for a fighter? Where did he come up I don't from, think dude? I don't think he's from looking for a fight. I'm, just worked up the, the old-fashioned way? Yeah. Yeah, I think he just had a, a big name on the on the outside circuits. Outstanding. Young kid, man. Young kid. Yeah. Tall for the division, 5'8". I think there was, there was another young-ass girl that fought, that opened up. The card, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jean Yuen Kim, I think, was like super young, too, if I was reading it correctly. It doesn't matter. She got beat by yeah. Lucy Paul the Dover, but. Yeah, you know, it wasn't a great card, man. No. It wasn't a great card. At and, all. The, and, the, and it started at 4 30 in the morning. Jeez. <laughs> oh, because, like, normally for, for the Loudmouth Fight Companions, I do the, the prelim uh, kickoff stuff. When they get ready, to, then they start the main card, the recaps. I told Kyle, I was like, I'm not getting up at 4.30 in the morning to watch fights, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if you want me to talk about something else, I'll absolutely do that. But Keith fucking got up at 4.30. I know. I was going to say, I was, I was talking to Keith, and he was up at 4.30 yep. to watch these sons of bitches. He's like, what are you doing, man? I was like, I was sleeping. He said, nope, I was up watching fights. Yeah. 
It's you are out of your drinking, fucking mind. Drinking Red Bull and watching fights. He you said are he had, out of your fucking mind. What did he say when he when by the time Kyle and, and them called him? But uh, he was like nine fights deep, and his wife was still sleeping or something. He said, <laughs> "I don't know." It's like you guys realize this shit's on Fight Pass, right? You could wake up at you know nine, ten, whenever you want. Noon. You can watch this thing at six later. That you can watch this at normal fight times if you uh, want to watch it. I was I was up. Kyle woke me up at like seven, almost seven thirty, <laughs> which I had to get up to go to work anyway. But yeah, my phone goes off at seven twenty-five, and he's like, "Hey, like, what's up, dude? I'm gonna call you at about seven fifty. All right." And then they fucking were slipping in Nickelback and Creed songs on me. Dude, I'm still asleep. Like, I have, I, I woke up, I watched the Gomi and Tuck fight. I started smoking a bowl to try to wake up and fucking get ready to go to work. And then Kyle called me. And I couldn't hear Zach half the time anyway, so I really didn't make any sense, but... Like, it was just a weird conversation, and I was like, I didn't, but nothing out of the ordinary, because <laughs> all of our conversations are weird, always. Oh, this is fucking, it was so great so, when he told me he was going to do that. Then he called me back, like, but Blake didn't, Blake had pretty much almost a similar reaction like I did in the conversations, like, you can tell we're kind of like, what the fuck is going on, but like, it wasn't triggering, like, it wasn't going, oh, they're talking about Creed, or they're talking about Nickelback, like, none of that shit. It was even worse with Blake because, like, they went through and were purposely, like, they had a list of song titles they were trying to slip yeah. in to it where mine yeah. was just random shit. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he said he sent me a message. He said, don't be a fucker. Don't tell him I'm going to do this. I'm like, I won't tell my fucking promise. He said, all right, this is what we're going to do. I said, that's fucking brilliant. That is fucking brilliant. I said, I won't tell him. I swear to God. At I least in my him. defense, I was still asleep. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Oh, that was fucking hilarious. That's all right, Kyle. I'm on my toes now. <laughs> now I know what's going on. Now I know I the kind you, of fucking son. shit that, that goes on. Yep. So. Yep. I got you. No, it's it's funny. I, I listened back to it, and it was even more funny to me. It was really funny when they called me right back, because they called me back like five minutes later, and they were just like, hey. Was that, like, a weird conversation to you? <laughs> and I was like, no, not really anything more than normal, you know, like I said, but... And then they explained it to it, and I just lost it. I started laughing so fucking hard. Uh, I, I should I, I should have thanked them at the beginning of the show, because last week, um, fuck it, they'll, they'll be listening half an hour in, doesn't matter. Last week, uh, Jeff couldn't make it, Ryan couldn't make it, so I didn't want to do the fucking show by myself. So I called in the boys. I had Kyle come in. He did the preview of the home and, and uh, uh, batch fight for me. I did the breakdown of the last week's fight. Uh, by myself, I just ran through that real quick, and then we did everything Connor and Floyd since the big announcement was there uh, with Keith and Blake. They all showed up and they all came in together to to help me out to get the show done. Man, I really appreciated that. Really appreciated that a lot. Yeah, I called up. Uh, I called up the Justice League. I put the bat symbol up. And they all fucking, they came in there. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. What time? I'm there. Kyle, or, uh, yeah, Kyle was so busy. He was shopping at Kroger while we were doing the, the, the preview for the, the home in uh, Koyea fight. 
<laughs> he was shopping. You can hear him going through the line with the cart and stuff. And I got people commenting on SoundCloud. He's like, I've never heard a podcast with a dude shopping before. And he was, you know, he had so much going on. He's like, I can still make it. I can still do it. I love Kyle. He makes me laugh. <laughs> but it was the Connor Floyd, you know, we could, I couldn't miss that week with all that, with all the stuff with Connor and Floyd. Fucking Keith. So those He's going to have a goddamn aneurysm. He needs to calm the fuck down with how angry he gets about Connor and Floyd. <laughs> he's, he's so fucking angry. I, I, the day the fight happened, or got announced and shit, like I'm watching him just break the fuck down on people. And I had tweeted him, Kyle, and Blake, and I was like, somebody get Keith a nap and a hug. This motherfucker is going to lose yeah. his shit. Yeah, he needs hot cocoa in a blanket. Yeah, I can just hear him while reading his text, like hear his anger in his fucking <laughs> Rhode Island, really hard. his goddamn <laughs> Rhode Island accent. Oh. oh, I understand why Kyle hates Keith. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, well, Kyle, they said, make sure when when you get Keith and Blake on, you tell Keith that Conor McGregor is the greatest fighter of all time, and don't let up on it. Keith, Keith. he's like he's drilling fucking Keith all the time. Hey, so Kyle, Kyle loves to torment Keith, <laughs> and it's fucking hilarious. I find it funny uh, as shit. I think it's great, but Kyle, Kyle's sense of humor just cracks me up anyway. So. All right, so we got a card, a fucking Sunday night card. Yeah, my we, favorite. Last week it's four thirty in the morning. This week it's Sunday night. Yay! At least it's starting at nine and not ten. Fuck you, all of us that work and get up early in the morning. Kevin Lee and Michael Chiesa are gonna fucking finally get it on after they had a little early one at the pre, or the press conference. Yeah, we're talking about his mama. He did it again. Did it again today. Yeah, and that uh, that, that interview we talked about is three thousand dollars shades. Yeah, and the one where he said that he was he fucking was going to beat him in front of his mama. He yeah. didn't realize how sensitive he was. Don't oh, talk about my mama, kid. Man, I don't, I I don't know, man. He might be Conor Conor McGregor in this motherfucker though, like breaking Kiesa mentally. Yeah, that's what I think he's doing. I like Kiesa too, and I think <laughs> me too. He's super dangerous on the ground. He, and way more dangerous on the ground than Kevin, but man, I don't know. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Kevin because I think he's gonna break him mentally. And I don't Kies pick Kevin. Kiesa is gonna be way too fired up going into the fight and uh, just have a major adrenaline dump. I'm picking Kevin. I think he's he's faster and stronger uh, up Def- top. Definitely the better wrestler. He's just gotta yeah. watch it on the ground because Kiesa is dangerous as shit. Four submission wins, I believe. Yeah, and he's got no knockouts. No, he's got a couple of decisions. A couple of decisions he lost. Got a loss on Dr. Stoppage and got submitted by Jorge Masvidal. I still like Kevin in this fight. I do, too. I like him. I do, too. And it's a good win for Kevin. It'll move him up. Get him back into the top ten again. It's going to be, uh, I don't know about that 55 division, though, for him. Kevin? Yeah. 
I mean, he's having tough cuts, that's for sure. He, right. he talked about that. but Yeah, I know. That's what I was worried about, too, and especially when he's talking about it. If, But oh, moving him up? If he, well, I mean, even you don't even have to move him up much. You let him and fucking Al fight it out again. I want that rematch. That was Kevin's first fight in the UFC, and I thought he won that fight. I love a rematch. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves. He's got to beat Kiesa. First, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I but know. if he I'm wins, kind of assuming that he does. Yeah, if he wins, that's a that's the fight I want for him more than anything. Darius would be fun. Darius would be fun. So would Poirier. So would Poirier. Poirier might even be more exciting. Darius would be uh, maybe more difficult, but Poirier would be more exciting. I just want to see him and Al lock up. I think that would be a really good. Any one of those three, if he takes this event with this win, would be fun. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, I really, I still, I like Kevin in this one. I really do. Yeah, I got Kevin in this one as well. The co-main event: the Barbarians taking on the Big Rig. It's Johnny Hendricks and Tim Bosch. Hendricks' second fight at 185. He looked good in the last. Yes, fight. he did. He looked really good in the last fight. Really, really good in the last fight. I, I think, I think 85 is going to be okay for him. Yeah, I was so I I when when he made his debut, I didn't pick for him because and I didn't care who he was fighting. My opinion of Hendricks was so low at that point; he could have been fighting a a brick wall or a a, a pillow. I would have picked the pillow. And Hector Lombard was no easy uh, task. No, not not no. for your first fight at eighty five, but yeah, that was tough. But uh, if he can beat Hector Lombard, I believe he can destroy Tim Bosch. And I should say. Hendricks didn't. It wasn't like really good, like old Hendricks, really good. No, he didn't. But it was really good compared to the last three or four Johnny Hendricks we saw. So oh, definitely. It it gave me hope. He didn't death touch him with that left or anything. But no, he's not got that big rig left. But he looked. He didn't look dead and emaciated and shit. Maybe he will against Bose. He may. He made. He, he made. Fucking death touch Boach. I hope he does death touch Boach. He's got a much better shot death touching Boach than he did uh, Lombard. Yeah, for sure. I, I just this Johnny's gonna walk through him. I think. Uh, uh, There's no offense to Boach, but I don't think Boach has shit left. I don't think he has nothing left to to offer. Um, I think he's on his ass, and he's just kind of sitting around, hanging around, um, coming off a, a embarrassing decision <laughs> to <laughs> Jacare. But I mean. Bosch is Bosch is the kind of guy that if you're gonna jump, make the jump to middleweight, um, let him be the test. It's a good test for him. It's a great spot for Bosch. He doesn't have to get big wins anymore. Nope. He's not in that spot. He's not the he's not the barbarian. He's not the barbarian that he used to be. But for guys like Hendricks, or guys want the guys moving down to middleweight, or guys jumping up from welter, give him Bosch. You know, give him Lombard, give him Bosch, give him these guys. That's a great spot for Bosch. Right. He should really excel at that spot. You know. And this is this is exactly where Bosch needs to be against a guy like Johnny Hendricks, who's on his second fight at middleweight. Perfect spot for both of them. And I, I, I got Johnny in this one. I've got Johnny as well. I think he'll... Oh man. Uh, I would love a knockout for I'd him. Lo- I think I'm going to see a knockout this time. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a decision win. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a decision, but I would love to see a knockout. I would be absolutely thrilled if he puts a left hand on him. I'm I'm more interested uh, in seeing Johnny's health uh, sec- for a second fight at middleweight. Why is this a six fight main card on a Sunday? 
Holy shit, you're killing me, UFC. Uh, killing me, boys. Fuck. What are you doing to Jeff? The, uh, let's see, you know, yeah, Felice Herrig and Justin Kish. Felice just went butt-ass naked. Did you see that? Yeah. I was very happy about that. I was yeah. very happy, man. You know, they, they blurred out most of it, but her ass was in peer view, and it was she's glorious. Like, yeah. yeah, she's got a nice ass. Beautiful girl. I, I just, I, I love Felice Herrig uh, as a fighter as well. But. She looked really good coming back um, within that win against Alexa Grasso. Like that, where she finally got her weight under control and right. all that stuff. And, you know, she's. Yeah, Justine Kish is a tough, tough, tough chick. Justine Kish is a tough chick. She absolutely is. I think those two might have fought in the Ultimate Fighter. She's never lost. Tough Russian. Justine six and zero. Yeah, but it wouldn't be on a record if they did lose. No, no, tough, I'm not talking about that. Because I'm pretty I'm, sure I'm, they were in the same season. As yeah, tough. Ryan, this is where we need you guys. Right, but now uh, I think you guys said now they're they're counting the Ultimate Fighter wins and losses. I think this is the proposal that's coming up. I think that's for the Tuesday Night Contender okay. series. Good. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that's uh, maybe maybe trying to keep track of the maybe stuff that's, that's where it's going for tough as well. But I'm pretty sure that's maybe because the Tuesday can, Tuesday Night Contender series is like that's pro stuff. That's so all it's pro not stuff. Amateur yeah, stuff. yeah, it's not considered yeah. amateur stuff. Maybe that's what it was. That's the or that's exhi- the new they're not, one. They're not considered exhibition bouts, I should say. Whereas yeah, Ultimate yeah. Fighter is because they're, they're pro, but. Yeah, but that Tuesday night, that's the new one coming to Fight Pass. That's the new pass. one that's coming to Fight Pass next uh, that's month. That's probably what it was. Yeah, it, I'm pretty sure it is. Those that's those fights what will. It was. And I think people want that to go that way for tough, where the fights count on their records, but they would have to make them their, every fight. Would have yeah, to I don't be think three they rounds. could. Yeah, they'd have to go. They'd have to be pro fights. Yeah, they'd have to be pro rules. They'd have to be you know, that's not smart for to make them things pro yeah they're well, exhibitions they're, they're they've been doing this for 25 right seasons let's right. just leave it the way it yeah. is yeah yeah that's you know, i mean but there's I'm, no need to change it. i am excited for that new contender series that looks pretty good that looks pretty good but this i mean this fight what do you I mean, uh, i'm gonna go i'm inclined to take felice i'm gonna take one. felice on this one too i think she'll decision it out she's more athletic i think she's more more the gas more in the gas tank um, She's definitely got the experience that as well. Felice Harry's been fighting for a long time. I think she has more. I think she lands more output. I that think, too. I think there's more gas in there. There's more. Uh, she knows how to reserve the energy for to go three rounds better than Kish. I think Kish is going to expel too much in the in the early first, and then taper on and 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 uh, die out, and and by the third round she'll be spent. I like Justine Kish, though. I do, too. I think she's tough as nails, man. I know I it's, hard be, to, it's hard to pick against a Russian. It's going to be a tough decision. It's it, going to be a great it, fight. It yeah, I was going to say, it won't be an easy win for her by any stretch of the imagination. But no. Felice has just fought better competition, too. I mean, Kish's wins in the UFC are over Nina Azroff and, yeah. and Ashley Yoder. No, we're not we're not talking about high ranking barn burning no. competition. We're talking Where? about stuff that you get when you first come in, right? Against other fighters that just first came in, and you try to you know see who's going to make it and who's going to move up or not. It's a, it was appropriate competition for her. I mean, it wasn't that it was they were feeding her stuff that 
she was so much better than no. she, when she came in. You know, she was on four. She was four and zero coming in. That's the kind of competition she should have got. But Felice has just been doing it so much longer. She's seen so much more. She's, she's eaten so much more competition than than Kish has ever seen. Yeah, I mean, she's beaten Lisa Ellis and Kaylin Kern and Alexa Grasso, and she lost the decision to Paige Van Zandt. And that's just in the UFC, of course. Yeah. I mean, they don't have her in Victor record, which they should, but. I, I, lo- I like Felice in this one, brother. Yeah, I do too. I, I, like, I do too. It's and gonna I be like tough, Felice. It's going to be a tough fight, tough decision for her, but she'll pick it up. I don't know anything about these guys, dude. Nope. Um, uh, Joaquin Christensen's taking on Dominic Reyes, and that's as far as I know. Yeah, Dominic Reyes, the shadow man. Um, I guess we see what happens in this one. I, I didn't. I didn't plan for this fight, um, so I didn't get a chance to look up these guys. Um, I feel like Dominic Christensen is coming in on short notice, maybe. Like. Christensen's fought a couple times. It was nobody on, on these. He's fought on these cards that are like in Denmark and Poland, right? And those those cards that we see are not for us. That's where he's fought. European fighter. Yeah. Yeah. So now, you know, he's coming to OKC, so we'll see what he's got. But the reason why I haven't paid much attention to him is just because of that. Yeah, uh, Dominic Reyes kind of... The name rings a bell, but I mean... Yeah, exactly. I was to say the name rings a bell, He's never fought in the UFC before. No, he's coming in off of... No, I don't I'm looking on Google for anything. He's been fighting in LFA. Oh. He's got... So that's one that just closed... No, it was World Series that just went to LFA, right? No, the World Series just became the Pro, pro League. P- PFL. PFL. LFA is the the Legacy, Legacy and yep. um, there was another one yep. that Ed Soren was running, and they combined together. Maybe it was LF, LFA, and now it's LFC. Yeah, yeah right. it's Legacy Fighting Championship, so it was LFA and Titan, or it's not Titan, some FC, I don't know. Gotcha. Some shit. But anyway, yep. so Reyes making his debut. Christensen uh, probably making his U.S. debut. From what I could tell, he was only fighting overseas. Right. Second fight of the main card, the Dirty Bird. Tim Means taking on the Dominican Nightmare, Alex Garcia. Garcia is a Big, scary fucking man. He looks huge, doesn't he, for 170 yeah. pounds? Yeah. Like, holy shit, man. I mean, Timmy Means is a fucking long, strangly motherfucker anyway, but god damn, that dude is huge. Oh. Oh. I like the uh, dude, I like Means, but... I don't know if I like him in this fight. <laughs> Holy shit. Now I remember fucking Garcia. He's that dude that beat the brakes off of Mike Pyle and knocked him out in the first round on the Nunez-Rousey card. Yeah. Oh, shit. That was brutal. Garcia's a bad dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's that a, shit was brutal. He's a fucking monster. I'm sorry, Beans. Yep. Sorry, Timmy. You're good. Ooh, I think he's out. gonna get fucking railroaded, man. I think he's gonna get steamrolled. Yeah, I got I got Garcia winning this one. I forgot about that knockout. That was so brutal. Ooh. Oof. 
and then kicking off the main card, BJ Penn and Dennis Seaver. This is actually a winnable fight for BJ Penn. Finally, they give the old man something winnable. And if he can't beat Dennis Seaver, hang it up. This was who he was supposed to fight when he ended up fighting uh, Yair Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be Seaver originally. I think on that, whatever that European card, or uh, Asian card that they were going to... The one that they ditched? Yeah. Yeah. In the Philippines? I, I want to say that he was supposed to be on the Philippines card, and then he ended up with Yair. Something happened. Maybe he was supposed to fight in Phoenix with Dennis Seaver, and then Seaver got hurt, and they threw Yair. I don't remember. But I remember it was supposed to be Dennis Seaver the first time. Dennis Seaver is is Dennis Seaver is a tough motherfucker. Look, man, you he may not be able, he not, may not be offensively tough, but look at the shots that Connor threw and hit. We're he made about, it. It's one of the shots that that Connor knocked out everybody with, and he ate more than 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 most people did. Man. Yeah, I was gonna say he lasted a lot longer than I thought he was going to against Connor. He ate some shots. Yeah, finally just went. Oh, BJ. But as for this fight. Oh, man. What are you going to do? I hope BJ doesn't try to stand and box with him. BJ, just take him to the ground. He has to. If he tries to stand with Seaver, he's not going to hurt him. And Dennis is going to hurt him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If If he tries to stand and bang with him, he's going to get knocked the fuck out. Look at the shorts. They don't have the, the Reebok. <laughs> they have the old school Venoms with the, all the fucking... Has it been that long since Tennessee ever fought? We gotta take a look at that. They don't actually... They don't have a... That's funny. Oh, no. And he fought in 2015, so I guess... June of 2015, that wouldn't have Reebok on it. Not until last year. I thought they started the Reebok deal in 2015. I thought it was I th- maybe it was later 2015, but I don't think they had it at that time. Check it, check it out. Oh, well. even if they did, they don't have Mr. Seaver in. No, somebody fucked up at the <laughs> UFC. <for laughs> that's sure. fucking great. Oh, that's hilarious. I love I love catching you because Jeff, with Jeff and I doing this and using the UFC website every week to. Uh, to get all the stats and stuff for these t- breakdowns and previews, we see all their images. We see their preview images. Then when you load up the fight card images, so, so we can tell, you know, we get to see a lot of errors that they have. Their webmasters that they hire to do this stuff are shit. There's more errors on here than we can even count. We've had, like, fighters that come up with leg reach of zero. You know, we've had fighters that come up that, uh, like, like for today... For example, instead of being in the the Reebok gear where like everyone else is, they got a picture of Dennis Seaver in his old school uh, Venom shorts with all the uh, the sponsors down the side, the legs and, and whatnot. That never happens unless someone fucks up. I want to say it was like December of 2014 is when they signed the Reebok deal. That's what I'm reading, but everything. December 1st, 2014, Reebok and USC announced Landmark Apparel deal. When did it go into play, though? Um, I think it was before he, the, that fight. 
in 2015. So maybe he did. Maybe he did have one fight under the rebus. So they should have. Even if they don't, they can take a goddamn picture. I want to say when he fought Connor, it was under the Reebok deal. I don't remember. If, I, don't, I don't remember I don't either. Think I just watched a video today, but yeah. I don't remember. Even. Let's say he didn't fight under the Reebok. Yeah. Game. How hard is it for him to put out a pair of trunks and take exactly. a picture? Exactly. It'll take six seconds. Y'all fucked up. Uh, I, I, you know what? Sorry, BJ. I'm taking Dennis Seaver. I don't. I, I want BJ to go away. I want him to retire. I don't want to see him fight anymore. I, I like BJ. I don't want to see him fight anymore. I don't either. I don't either. We were. We had this conversation when it happened. And then we all agreed that it shouldn't happen. And then this fight got announced. And then one of us was excited about the possible death of BJ Penn. I'm not going to name names. <laughs> but he's not on the show tonight. And there's three people that do the show. Right, right. And so Two of us are here. Right, uh, right. I'm going to pick BJ. I hope he wins and he rides off in the sunset on a win. I'll he, take that. I'll take that scenario too. Because I think he just keeps trying when he loses because he thinks he can just finally get that win. So get that win and ride the fuck off, bro. I forgot Clay Guido was still even fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so when I saw him on this card, it I was forgot a, Clay Guido was even alive. No, I knew he was alive because he's on this season of Tough. He's an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. And I've seen him drinking. With Cody and them, but I had no fucking idea he still fought. I thought he retired, <laughs> so this was a big surprise. Uh, Clay Guida will be the featured fight on the FS2 prelims, starting at 7 p.m., taking on Eric Co- or Eric Coke. God, that name always fucks me up. I, I always get Eric Coke and Kyle I, Noak. Confused just because their names are... Or oh. Koch. You know, yeah. Whatever. Um, damn, dude. I don't know. Is Clay Guido? open Coke up for me? I want to see what he... Uh, I don't remember what his last fight was. I don't remember when his last fight was. Last year. Last year? It's been just over a year. And Shane Campbell. who's lost to Crookshanks. Poirier. Poirier. Bully. Beat a Sunsau and Francisco Rivera. And, yeah, yeah, he had a... I remember he had a... He like was a, running for a while. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. Well, seven years ago. Right, that was where all... Yeah. <laughs> when he was... Well, he came in as a... I mean, he was a tough, tough motherfucker back then. In WEC, right? Yeah. God damn. When the fuck was the last time Guido won? Oh, jeez. That's the important question. That's the million-dollar question. He hasn't won since 2015 against... Robbie Peralta. Peralta. Fuck. But he's obviously lost to Brian Ortega. Right. Tiago Tavares. Knocked out by T-City. Dennis Bermudez, Chad Mendez, Gray Maynard. Look at that. Look at the names in there. Ben Henderson. Beat Anthony Pettis. Yep. about that? I love I remember that. that. I love that. And your boy. Gomi. Yeah, he, he fucked up Gomi. <clears throat> he's gonna, Guida's got history. He's going to get beat. Uh, Guida's but, tough as shit. That's never been a question at ever. all. You can't, no, nobody's ever t- questioned his fucking balls. He's got more heart than brains, but... Eric Coke is going to walk through him, I think. I think so, too. I think so, too. Uh... 
Nah. This one. Asparza and Morena Moraz. I, uh, I don't like this fight for Asparza, that's for say, sure. Conventional wisdom would tell me to pick Asparza, but in this particular fight, I got Moraz. Moraz is a tough lady. Yeah. She's um, a real iron lady. Fuck you, Tremaine Duran to me. Uh, Horsher and Devin Powell. Yeah, let's just uh, Horsher. Yeah, Powell. Uh, yeah, Horsher for sure. Um, what else is there? Stansberry. Tony Martin. Johnny, Johnny Case. Case. Hollywood Case. Hollywood Johnny. Tony Martin. Oof, that's a pretty good fight. Yeah, for early prelims, it's gonna be a great fight. Really. Watch your neck. Stansberry and Jeremy Kimball. Uh-huh. Stansberry. Stansberry. So that's the Sunday night card. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you got nothing to do Saturday, there's a Bellator pay-per-view. Let's talk about that for a little. Yeah. Just, just touch on that for a few let's minutes. Let's talk about $50 for a goddamn pay-per-view. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, suck. Are we going to watch it? I will not be in town. Oh, you're going to... I'm going to Flint. Machine shop? Nope. Cannabis cup. Ah, gotcha. Well, if you're not watching it, I'm not fucking watching it. No, I'm not going to watch it. I think maybe we'll find alternative methods. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. On another avenue. Try and catch it. Yeah, let's try and catch it Sunday before Uh, before shit. I'm smelling what you're cooking. Yeah, yeah. The main (laughs) Bellator's first pay per view, headlined by Chael Sonnen versus Vanderlei Silva. Oh Christ! Co co headline. Let's just let's just go through it as we. Okay, you want to fight? Uh, and I'm gonna go with Silva. Okay, good. Uh, who who do we got next? Um, Fedor Emelianenko and Matt Mitrione. I got me. I'm gonna go with the the goat. I I want to pick the goat. My heart wants me to pick the goat. But after watching him in his last fight, yeah. Mitrion's going to fuck him up. I have a rule. You pick Emelianenko until Emelianenko retires. Yeah. Even if you go loses the next five fights, you pick Emelianenko until Emelianenko retires. True. That fight would have been in Russia, though. Yeah. The welterweight world title is on the line as champion Diego Lima is welcoming the monsoon Lorenz Larkin to Bellator. Lorenz Larkin for me, baby. I got Diego Lima. I got Lorenz coming and making the upset. I got Diego Lima, and then he's going to take on Roy McDonald. Roy McDonald's going to get his belt. Uh, oh, yeah, I forget. There's three title fights, two yeah. of them on the pay-per-view. Michael Chandler is taking on Brett Primus. Michael Chandler. Yeah, I got Chandler. And then the debut of Aaron Pico taking on Zach Freeman. Pico. Uh, I, Pico, I, this fight being on the main card, I think, is a joke, though. Yeah, this is the fight that should be on the main card. Uh, Phil Davis and Ryan Bader for the light heavyweight title. Uh, Bader. I'm going Bader. I think that one's in a good spot because you want to have that on the on the television card. Well, then move this that's, one up. That's the one I think that okay. should have been opening the card because Gallagher Gallagher's got that fucking. He's Irish. He's got the New York. You're in New York. Like you got that Irish New York crowd. You got a Machida. And a Machida well. taking on yeah taking on Shinzo Machida, and Gallagher is fucking 19 years old. Yeah. Six and zero undefeated kid. I got I got, I got Gallagher. Gallagher. Yeah, Gallagher is gonna win that one. Uh, Neiman Gracie and, and Dave Marfone. Um, That's a Gracie. Gracie. Take a Gracie. Uh, I'm gonna go with Heather Hardy over uh, Alex Yager. Uh, or Hard- Alice Yager. I mean. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know anything about uh, Alice Yager, so I'll go with Hel- uh, Heather Hardy, the only one I've ever seen anything from. 
That's Bellator. That's Bellator. I'm going to get, uh, if you want to finish up, I'm going to get Bobby Wambacher on. We got the Bobby Wambacher, the MMA ref, that's going to be joining us this week. Yeah. We're going to do a little talk about fighter safety in light of the fact that um, Tim Haig lost his life in a boxing match just last week. Yeah, bad KO, bad stoppage. Yeah. So there was also a, a featherweight boxer, Daniel Franco, that emerged from a coma after suffering brain bleeds and a knockout loss. I'm going to talk about that. I did not know about that one. Yeah, that was just posted yesterday. So um, in light of these situations with repetitive uh, striking trauma and stuff to the brain, we're going to bring in a uh, licensed MMA ref, Bobby Wambacher, who's been on the show before. Great guy. Very yeah, we smart. Love Bobby. We learned a lot from him last time, especially um, – uh, I learned that it's it's his job to understand so much more about jujitsu to undo the whole. Exactly, that was a really big takeaway. That blew my mind, man. Um, so he's going to come on and talk about this stuff in a few minutes once he logs in. After I told him, get his ass on <laughs> Skype. Um, so he's going to pop on in a few minutes. I guess until then, we we could talk about. Um, we could talk about oh, Matt, Matt, Matt Hughes, Hughes, man. I want to know, before we even start this, I want to know the situation that led up to him getting hit by a fucking train. Was he trying to race the train? I don't know, man. I, I don't know I seen... know any of this. Nobody knows any of this. I, uh, yeah, you can't get... Until he wakes up, and if he and if he remembers right. what happens, uh, why this even went down... Was he trying to get past the track before the train? Was he racing? Was he because he's not the smartest dude? They said it was like a. It didn't. It wasn't like one that had the, the arms that come down, anything like that. If it didn't have any kind of notification, we've got fucking areas in Muskegon where there's tracks where there's nothing. Oh yeah, bro. nothing. Like <laughs> over by where my friend Dave lives, mm-hmm. uh, in between the city and the Heights, like off of. I can't remember what road it is, but there's a part of the tracks you're just driving. You're driving down the road, and all of a sudden there's tracks. Just tracks, like nothing. One day I had a fucking train barreling down on me, and I was really high when I came up to that fucking intersection, and didn't even really see the train until I was crossing the tracks. And like, I mean, it was far enough away. Obviously, I wasn't in close in danger, but that scares the fuck out of you when you look Oof. up and there's a train there. And there's wow. like, you know, because I live next to some tracks, so I'm used to hearing the bell and the fucking ding, 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 ding like that shit. No problem. This doesn't have any of that. Didn't even have flashing lights. That's fucking dangerous. Wow. So I wonder if that. I mean, wonder if it's something like that. I thought maybe I read something where it didn't have a guard, but I could be wrong. I haven't followed yeah. this story really extensively. I've, so I have tried and tried to find every bit of detail I could on this story, and everything that I found says until he wakes up, we won't know the details. And even if, because no one else in the car, it was right. just him. Right. Um. Train conductor or whatever the hell, no, I, you know, no help. Um, Who? If he knows something, he ain't saying shit. Yeah, I just had a really bad thought in my head. What if? No, no, I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> Come on, man. What if it's right? What if we're the first ones to break this? What if he was trying to commit suicide? Exactly. He just got fired from the UFC not that long ago. What if he? That's a legit possibility. But he was just talking about a comeback too. But I, maybe, man. I don't know. What if, you, know. What if he was thrill-seeking? He yeah. seems like the guy that would thrill-seek. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. 
What if what, what if it was just that? But what if he was? What if that was his way of? He was like, "Fuck it, I want to go out." Well, maybe he was high on fucking coke or something. Who knows? You know, we just there's no we haven't got any talk. They haven't got the toxicology report released to us yet. Okay, that could be weeks away. For whatever reason, it takes them six weeks to do that. Yeah, I don't. Understand I don't know why, why. it takes so long, but. So but they can a, they can test my piss in four minutes right. when I go and fucking drop. Right, but it takes them six weeks to do a blood test one. So offer was extended to transfer Matt, Matt Hughes to the brain trauma center in Atlanta, though. Yes, so. that was that was uh, earlier today. No, it was a couple of days ago. Sorry, um, the I guess the the brain trauma and uh, uh, neurology center. In Atlanta, supposed to be like top notch, and they offered to to take him in. I don't know where exactly he's at right now. I think he's in Illinois. Illinois, yeah, yeah that's Illinois. right. Um, and he's not awake yet. That much I know. Uh, no, he's still he's still out of it. Yeah, I, I, moving to Atlanta, man. Get him, if, if get him in the him, best. If moving him isn't going to hurt him, do it. Right. You know they. Uh, I had. Severe brain trauma. I had this guy right here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a tire iron that got sunk into my head when I was trying to break up a fight of some dudes jumping one of my buddies, and I caught that to the skull. And yeah, and it was severe brain trauma. Went all the way in. You know, it was a it was an open decompressed skull fracture, which means it went in so far that my brain was showing, and bits of the skull were embedded into the brain. Open and decompressed, so you could see everything. Right, right. Yeah, it was bad. I died three times. Uh, once in the helicopter, once in the ambulance, once in the helicopter, and once on the operating table. Uh, just from loss of blood, shit like that. Um, and they sent me from here to Butterworth. Uh, it was called Butterworth then. Right. That's how long we're talking, you know. And now it's Spectrum. Spectrum, Spectrum Health. But this was t- 23 years ago, something like that. I was like 16, 17, I think. So it was, it was called Butterworth then. And it took them like 10, 12 hours to get me, you know, get all the skull out of my brain. And we're, this is, we're talking about just a tire iron hits me in the head. This dude at a train hit him. I can only imagine the amount of shit that's going on in his head right now. Right. The swelling and the fragments and the, <laughs> uh, the I mean, all of the, all the little things that we don't think of, all the, all the, the tiny little bleeders that could be through his eyes and his sinus and everywhere. Oof. I mean, there's so much more that's going on uh, with him that we just don't know. I think it's better off leaving Illinois and airlifting him down to Atlanta. I agree. As long as moving him won't hurt him, do it. Yeah, if it's, if it's not going to cause more damage, if, yeah. you can, if you can do it safely and it's not any risk to his health... Get him to the best doctors yeah. you can. That'd be the best place. That would be the place to go, uh, is Atlanta. But man, how do you deal with something like that if you're a fucking family? You got hit by a fucking train? I don't know, man. Any word from Bobby? No, he's not on yet. So we're gonna have to take a look at some uh, some news that's going on. Maybe there's some um, the Tuesday Night Contender series. Oh yeah, they did. Let's talk they, about I that forgot for they announced the, the lineup. Uh, the trio of UFC vets. Who who we got? Uh, Joby Sanchez, Justin Jones, and Kurt uh, Holloway. Okay. 
Okay. So what is this? What is this Tuesday night? Because I, I don't watch I don't watch a lot of TV, and I wanted to watch a lot of uh, Fight Pass. So I, I I've seen the previews for it, but essentially what it is is like guys on the up upcoming, and then guys that are like on the cusp of getting cut or whatever. They're going to give them opportunities to kind of just fight for their jobs. Oh well, that's like it gives it'll give guys. Younger guys that aren't in the in the in there an opportunity like an audition besides tough, it's it's essentially like a fight fight in kind of development deal thing. Um, and it gives them opportunities to give more fighters fights that they wouldn't be able to get on cards because WME IMG has cut down the number of cards. Thankfully, because we have a ton already anyway. Right. Like, a year ago, I was like, yeah, yeah, more cards, more cards. Now I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, but I do like this pacing of three three weeks on, week off, three weeks on, one off. But anyway, yeah, so it's going to give these guys opportunities to get fights and possibly some guys that aren't in the UFC opportunities to get into the UFC, like uh, Blake's boy, uh, uh, Shorty Torres. Hopefully he'll get on a card like this. Um, you know, there's some guys over in like Cage Warriors that they could to could give them a shot at too. So it's it's an interesting concept. I like it. And hey, fights on a Tuesday night, why not? And it's it's bringing more uh, unique content to Fight Pass. Yeah, it's, it's giving more. The more that they can add to that, it increases the value of Fight Pass for sure. It, it's definitely a good um, thing to try to bring more people to Fight Pass. Um, okay, well, I thought we had Bobby on. I thought I had Bobby on Skype. He said he's on, but I don't see him. I don't believe I have him. Um. Maybe. Yeah, I don't. I have the call from when we called him, but. All right, we're going to get Bobby real quick, and we'll be right back. Yeah, as I say, we... All right, guys, we are back. We are back, and we we are, we are joined by Bobby Wambacher. The MMA ref, the all-around good guy, the guy that taught us a lot about... A lot. You know, the last time we did a little interview with Bobby, he taught us a lot about... Um, specifically something that I didn't even think about when it came to uh, a, a referee's job, and that's knowing how to undo a hold that's been placed on a fighter so that he doesn't just wrench out an arm and potentially hurt either one of the fighters, knowing how to exit the person yeah, as well. To so properly pull it apart. That blew my mind because it, it sounds so simple, but I never even thought of it. Right. Never even thought of it. So, yeah, wow. Bobby, welcome back, and thank you for joining us again. Thanks for having me. All right, so we are going to talk about the uh, the Tim Hegg situation that occurred last week, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the the death of Tim Hegg, unfortunately. The, the the boxer that that died in the ring, former UFC fighter. Yeah. So, Bobby, what is your what is your initial take on this situation? Well, um, you know, the first thing I. I want to say to everybody is just because you're a successful MMA fighter does not mean you'll be a successful boxer and vice versa I mean just because you're a great boxer that doesn't translate to to the cage um, you know and, and I did I did see the entire fight uh, that, that Tim was involved in 
And, uh, you know, there was, there was a few things that really stuck out to me as far as a referee, you know, whenever we get in the cage or, or the ring, you know, our, our only priority is the fighter's safety. Um, you know, it doesn't matter to me who wins or who loses. I don't care who the crowd favorite is and who the, you know, everybody hates. Um, you know, for me, it, it's fighter safety. And, um, you know, whenever a fight's put together, you got your, the matchmaker and the promoter that, that sit down and they, they put their, their fights on paper and, you know, they believe it's evenly matched for whatever reason. Um, you know, then they pass it on to the commission uh, and then the commissions review it. And uh, then then it becomes a, an official bout once the you know the commission gives their blessing on it. Um, I don't know what happened uh, on the, 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 the up in Canada for this fight. I heard that Tim was a, a late a late replacement, so he wasn't the original opponent. Okay. Um, so that that plays into it. That was a couple of weeks notice, I believe, or maybe even shorter. Short notice, yeah, very short notice. Yeah. But the, the big things that stuck out to me, number one, is um, he was clearly overmatched. Like, it, it, you could tell right from the beginning that it, that it was it was going to go downhill. Um, the way that, that, that Tim was defending, uh, he was bending over uh, to, to defend, to dodge. I don't know what he was doing. Um, I, I can't believe that would be taught in any gym. So as a referee, that would be the first thing that uh, would, would, you know, alert me that, there may be a problem here um, because that's not a typical defense. And it, it obviously wouldn't be intelligently defending yourself because you're just leaning over waiting to eat an uppercut. I mean, that, that's all you're doing. So, um, and then the fact that he got knocked down three times, um, you know, again, you, when, when a ref can see that it's overmatched and things aren't going well, and then he continuously gets knocked down, even if it's, you know, not thunderous shots that, you know, puts him down for eight seconds or whatever. I mean, um, you know, the thing about fighters is they're not going to quit. You know, they're not, whether it's an MMA or a boxing fight, you know, they're not going to quit. Um, you know, so as a ref, you got to be, be able to identify that and, uh, be ready to step in and pull the plug on it, regardless of, of the reactions and, you know, all that stuff. And in, in my, my opinion alone, um, I would have stopped the fight in the first round. I was going to ask you what, what you would have done. I don't want you to, to, uh, you know, talk down on, on the referee that was in there. I just, I, I wanted you to say what you would do differently. And that's, that's, uh, you would have stopped, definitely would have stopped it sooner. Absolutely. And I, and again, I haven't talked to that referee, so I don't know what he's seen or sure. why he let it go. I don't know any of that, but from, you know, my perspective sitting back, which is always the easiest job to do is sit back and, and grade somebody, but, um, just his defense he was using, um, being knocked down three times, uh, you know, now it, with that being said, we don't know when the damaging blow actually came, um, you know, that, that caused the, the, the bleeding on the brain and stuff like that. Um, you know, that could have been in the first round on the first shot. No, we don't know. And nobody would know. Uh, I just know that when he got knocked out and his head bounced off the mat as many times as it did, that was pretty alarming. We know from uh, from past it doesn't have to be one big shot to cause these small repetitive shots to the brain over and over and over again can cause just as much damage, if not more, oh, yeah, than one big heavy shot. Repeatedly just having your jar, your brain jarred around over and over. Yeah. So if you know, not looking for that big heavy shot, pay attention to all the small ones. I mean, if he wasn't, 
if he wasn't defending all those little ones over and over and over and over again, that that's going to add up to damage as well. Right. Yeah, you know, people ask me, is boxing or is MMA safer than boxing and, and vice versa? And in my opinion, it is um, just because, you know, when, when a fighter goes down, we don't separate the fighters and give them eight to ten seconds to recover or get their wits about them and stand back up. You know, they get they get their brain scrambled and, and it's over. I mean, it, there, there is no breather. There is no, you know, hey, let's see if you can recover here. You know, you go down and you're, you're scrambled up and the guy pounces on you and hits you one or two more times. It's over and, and the fight's done. Now, is there um, – and obviously we lost Tim Hag to the situation um, – just comparatively, there was the the other fighter that uh, that Franco, the the featherweight fighter that went into a coma. I was I believe it was a week ago. Was there anything that you noticed that was comparatively ex- the same or significantly different between those two examples? No, the the, the example where the the Franco fighter and I believe his opponent was Haro, Haro or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a very evenly matched fight, and it was a very competitive fight. It was, you know, it wasn't one-sided. It wasn't, uh, you know, anything out of place. I mean, it was just a, a solid fight. And unfortunately, like you had said, I mean, they take so many shots, and they're, they're the small ones that add up too. And um, you know, cumulative. And we don't know coming in if he had had any, you know, issues or anything like that. But I mean, that fight, if you go back and watch it, that's a, that was a very competitive fight and a very solid fight. The difference, main difference, we. Between the two, then, is Tim Hag completely outclassed, not in his sport, um, and, and very much the uh, uh, taking the, the severe beating. This one, this fight, two very matched fighters that just happened to have repetitive brain trauma. Well, yeah, Franco's right. coming off of a of a KO or getting KO'd in March, and then only had a forty five day suspension. I was just reading. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and and. You know, the other thing about it, you know, with the the comparisons with the, the Hague and Franco is, you know, Franco had a whole camp to prepare for it. And, you know, like we said, Hague had a short, uh, you know, short notice. I, I don't know exactly how short a notice, but I think his boxing record was like one and three. And I, I don't know Franco's, but I know it was, it was much better than that. Sure. Um you know, so so the preparation, you know, and, and I don't know how well you know Tim stayed in, in shape and all that good stuff, but uh, that that kid that he fought, I mean, he he, he he's not a joke, and uh, you know, he knew what he was doing. Braid Adam Braidwood, yeah. So now off the, off these off hearing what we just heard, now I, I want to switch it up to what is obviously the biggest story in news now is Conor McGregor and. and and Floyd Mayweather getting to uh, fight August 26th in Las Vegas. Now, in your opinion, why in the hell are they allowing the commission allowing a 49 and 0 boxer to fight a 0 and 0 boxer? Is this right? Forget about all the money. Forget about all the, all the other stuff. This is an overmatched boxing match as well. Comparatively to the Tim Hag situation, when you have someone completely oh, yeah. overmatched, are we looking at potential damage here that could be uh, that couldn't be uh, explained just like the Tim Hag thing? Um, no, I think McGregor's in better shape, and I think that McGregor actually is a, a decent boxer. I don't think I let's. I'll be perfectly clear, and again, my opinion, 
I, I respect both Floyd and, and Connor for what they do. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, I Connor's got a it, it, he's got a puncher's chance. I think he's going to do okay in the beginning. But you go back and you look at everybody that Floyd's fought. I mean, he's fought Oscar. He's fought you know Ricky Hatton. He's fought Canelo. Those guys are trained boxers day in and day out, and they couldn't beat him. They couldn't touch him yeah. for the most part. Um, so I think I think Connor's going to have a very difficult time, um, you know, getting it, even getting in there on him. I mean, it, Floyd's quick. He's he's elusive. He's defensive. Sure. Um, you know, it's going to be tough. Um, as far as why they made it. We all know why they made it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dollar bills behind it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, try to, you know, put the money aside for a second. If it was, if it was, not about the money. I mean, if, if there was another example of of Todd Smith against Jim Powers, and one was 45 and 0, and one was 0 and 0, they would never book that fight. The commission would never allow it. There's no commission in this country that would book that. No. Yeah. So. I mean, now what happens if similar things happen, you know, because of this huge out uh, uh, experience difference, what happens? Connor gets brain bleeds, goes into a coma. Now the commission has to look at themselves and say, we sanctioned a 49-0 fighter to fight an 0-0 fighter. What are we going to do? Right. We, we fucked up. Are we in trouble? Right. Is, now, who's now? is this the commission problem? Is this is this the ref going to get in trouble for this, Bobby? What are we looking at here? Um. Well, if it's a negligent part on the referees, then the referee is liable. But for the for the overall part, it would be absolutely be the commission that uh, you know they approved it, they sanctioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if something goes wrong, and, and you know it's the commission that uh, you know would have to answer or answer for it or or whatever. Um, but if a referee is negligent in the in the cage or the ring and it causes you know further damage, then absolutely the referee would be held liable for that. What would you what would you look for in a fight like that when, like the Tim Hague situation and you know Conor and Floyd and someone that's completely overmatched, um, you know experience wise and record wise, if you were put in the position of a referee, what would you look for specifically to protect the fighter that's that's way overmatched, um, if they're getting if they're getting beat so severely, that what would you look for to stop it immediately? Well, I mean, it, for me, it goes back to, and I can't speak for every referee, but my procedure that I go through is, you know, you have a group rules meeting in the back, and then I go around and I talk to each fighter one-on-one. So I look at the records. I look at, you know, I kind of do my homework on, on the fighters that I'm in the cage with. And when I go around and talk to them, if something, you know, concerns me, like if they're a debut fighter, debut amateur fighter, you know, I let them know, hey, I'm going to be watching you closer. You get in trouble. You know, I'm going to stop it much quicker than I would somebody else just because it's your first one and you know, I, my eye is going to be much closer on you. So in the same situation, if I had the Connor and Floyd thing, you know, I would make sure that, that Connor or anybody in that boat would understand that, you know, I'm going to be watching you closer. You, you've got to defend yourself. You, you've got to react. You've got to, you know, intelligently defend yourself and you got to be in the fight. If you're not, I am going to stop the fight so that. If it happens out in the, the cage or the ring that I, I have to stop it prematurely in everybody else's eyes, um, the fighter already knows and their coach already knows. So they can throw a tantrum in the cage or the ring, but they know in their in their heart and their mind that I had already warned them and we had a conversation about it. Okay. And then when we get back to the back afterwards, I go back and I talk to the fighters that lost 
you know, and explain why I stopped it or, you know, whatever the case is, let them ask any questions. Uh, even if they're pissed off at me and upset and it's an ugly situation, I still go back and talk to them. Um, because you know, one, they deserve that. They deserve to know exactly what I saw and why I stopped it so that they can work on it, improve and, uh, you know, have no questions and it doesn't hold them back. Um, so that would be the first thing is, you know, just make sure they're aware that you're watching and why you're watching. And then when you get in the cage, just make sure you're, you're verbal with them and they understand and they clearly hear your warnings that, hey, I'm going to stop this. You know, you need to do this. You need to do that so that they know that they've got to perform or it's going to get stopped. So there's no questions. Interesting. Yeah. Is it, is it common practice for you to talk to all, all the fighters that you're that uh, that you're refereeing after the fact, after the fight's over with? Is that pretty common for you? That's common for me. I don't know about other referees. I, sure. You know, I, I try to I try to talk to the loser for sure, and I'll I'll go talk to the winner if if there's something that sticks out. But I, I absolutely go try to talk to the loser. Um, and there's there's multiple reasons. Some of these these guys and gals they're young, and uh, you know I don't want them to get discouraged because you know some they just didn't get a good break somewhere in there. I mean, it, it's a fight game. You know, you could be forty and zero and, and go in there and just get lit up. And I mean, it happens. Yeah. You, I think someone said it best, and I forget who said it, but if, if you're undefeated, you haven't fought the right person yet. So, you know, I just want to go back and I want to reassure them that, you know, hey, this is what happened, you know, this is why, you know, make sure that they understand and make sure that they don't give up because our sport is so such a small, tight-knit community that, you know, I don't want a fighter to give up, you know, just because something unfortunate happened in the cage and, and they got caught. That happens. That's part of the game. And, uh, you know, so, so I try to go back and, and talk to their coaches and talk to them and make sure that they understand exactly what happened, why I stopped it, make sure that if they, had, if they have any questions whatsoever or if they have any, you know, beef or anything, they get an opportunity to address me directly and, uh, you know, get the answers that they deserve. That's really awesome, Bobby. I never even realized that I learned a new thing again. Yeah, again, you know, dropping more knowledge. I commend you for that, man. I think that's really cool because – like you said, you don't want somebody to quit because of something that happened in the cage. And I just, I, I think that's really awesome. I, I hope more referees actually take that kind of initiative. Yeah, and, and listen, there were, we, we try to be perfect in the cage. You know, that, that's our objective. Um, you know, referees have no, no room for error. Um, but I, I will tell you, I did have a, a mistake one time, and I stopped a fight that should not have been stopped. And uh, when I went back and I talked, I talked to both the fighters on that one, and I actually told the guy that lost he needed to appeal the fight. And then I went to the commission and told them that I told him to appeal the fight and why and what I'd seen and why I stopped it and why I believe that it shouldn't have been stopped. Uh, the guy did appeal. I did go to the commission hearing, and they, they did overturn it for a no contest. So, um, you know, as a referee, if you do make a mistake, again, that's that's part of the stuff in the back. You need to make sure they understand it and, uh, you know, that they understand the process. And uh, so – I'm big on that, and if it happens again, I would absolutely, uh, you know, eat my humble pie and, uh, you know, go and, you know, say, hey, th th I made the mistake here. This is why you need to do this, and then I absolutely go to the commission and tell them the same. We don't see that from that that kind of dedication from the the high the UFC like the UFC referees. No. They make a mistake, they say, oh well, I just that's just how I seen it, and then they move on. Right. You don't see them going back and 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 telling the people to admit to. Uh, to go to the commission and, and going with them to say, yes, I did screw up. They just say, oh, well, oh, and well. move on. I really like that, Bob. That's, that's awesome. 
Well, it, again, it's it, it's all about the fighters. I mean, that's what that's what I'm there for is their safety. And uh, you know, I would say I'm about 99.9% accurate, but I I am not perfect. And if something were to go wrong, I, I would want it to be uh, righted and make sure that uh, you know the, the right the right outcome does does come about. So um, you know, that that's just me, and I, I you know try to do it you know after every fight. Um, if I usually there's two referees, so there's time in between my fights to go back and talk to the fighters and, uh, you know, just make sure that they understand what's going on. And, you know, that goes back to the, you were saying the overmatch part. Uh, I think I communicate very well, uh, before the fights, during the fights, and then obviously after the fights, um, you know, I'll, I'll stay after the event. If I do the main event, let the, the loser re- regain their bearings and get over their disappointment. And then I'll go talk to them. Even if that means I got to stay, you know, an extra 20, 30 minutes. Um, but, at the end of the day, they, they appreciate it, and those are the same guys that see me out or see me at an event and say, hey, man, I hope you get my next fight and stuff like that. So that's what it, that means something. That's really cool. I'd definitely want you in there if I was in a fight. Yeah, For sure, too. man. I'd, I'd, trust, <laughs> I'd trust you to do the right thing for sure. Um, what do you, what's up next for you, man? Where, where are you going to be in the next uh, couple weeks, next month? Where, uh, what's, on your, uh, what's on your schedule? Well, I'm pretty excited. I'm uh, back home. Right now, I'm in Utah, and uh, we got a fight out here tomorrow night, Steel Fist 50. Um, so I'm pretty excited to get to come out and do that one. Um, then June 30th, the next week, I'm in uh, Maryville, Tennessee, going to do Valor fights. So I'm pretty excited about uh, wow. going down to Tennessee. Um, and then I have, uh, I want to say, a, two weeks off, and then I'm in Nebraska. I'm doing Victory. And nice. that'll be on UFC Fight Pass. Outstanding. We will be watching. Yep. We'll be watching you. We'll be watching that one. Yep. And then uh, mid-August, I've got uh, LFA that's on TV that coming up. And then I, in between that, I got two in Missouri, the August twelfth and twenty uh, sixth, I believe. Wow. So, yeah. Staying busy and uh, want to get back up to Michigan again, and uh, you know. Yeah, I can do up there. So I was gonna ask you how your uh, how your trip. When we talked to you last time, you were getting ready to come up to Michigan for your first time. How uh, how was it up here? Um, it it was good. There there was a, there was a lot of differences between. Um, I I will have refed in twenty five states. Um, next on June thirtieth, the next week, would be my twenty fifth different state. And the thing about uh, Michigan is, it, it seems like they're they're still a little newer to to the commission concept. And not the wild, wild west. Um, so th- there wasn't, there was a little bit. Uh, um, the organization wasn't like I was nor- used to seeing in other states, um, and that did not come from the commission perspective at all. Um, but I'm telling you, when that cage door closed, there were some really good fights on that card, and the matchmaking was solid, and uh, I enjoyed it. It was, it was. I would absolutely go back up and, and ref in Michigan for that promotion or any other promotion. There's, a, there's a lot of. Uh, uh, young, exciting athletes up there. Well, next time that you're going to be here, man, we'll get a little bit more notice. Yes. More than just a couple of days so that because going across state in, in a couple of days just wasn't going to work. We had some stuff to do, I think. But, yeah. you know, we'll get next time we get a couple of weeks notice or so and we can schedule it and we'll be we'll, we'll be, be in the audience and we'll be able to check you out after the fight. Absolutely. Fantastic. That, I would love it. And, uh, you know, anytime those those guys up in Michigan call, I'll be there. Hey, man, thank you for coming on tonight and doing this for us. Yeah, thank you, Bobby. We always appreciate your time, and it's always a great conversation with you, man. It's fun to learn new things from you. Yeah, anytime uh, you guys want me on, just let me know. I enjoy talking to you guys and uh, like your show. So 
Yeah, we appreciate that, Bobby. I saw you shared it earlier today, too, man. That was really awesome. Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate you, Bobby, and uh, we'll be in touch with you. Sounds good. Have a good one. Thanks, guy. All right, Bobby. Love Bobby Wambach. Yeah, me too, man. Love me some Bobby. He's awesome. And every time he comes in, he's been on the show twice now. Every time he comes on the show, he drops knowledge, and I learn from him. And... I, you know, you can't, I can't thank him enough for that. He opened my eyes to a lot of stuff and, um, that there was no one better to bring on to talk about the, the fighter safety, death in the cage, you know, um, fighters being overmatched, uh, than an MMA ref that's refed in 25 states and has been doing this for a living. So no one better to bring on than Bobby. Nah, man, Bobby, Bobby knows his shit. And he knows, you know, he's in the circuit. He knows all. The, he's been on everyone's show. He's been on Blake's show and everyone's hey, show. Hey, he's on. He's on with with uh, Blake quite a bit. Yeah, that's how we got in touch with him. Was, yep. Uh, well, that's um, how we got in touch with everybody. Is yeah, <laughs> through Blake. Well, this one was actually. I mean, this one wasn't Blake saying, "Hey, you should have this guy on." No, well, he. But I mean, like you know, you know I was I meant, just like, uh, the community. Yeah, I was in the community show page or whatever, and every, everything. All our content. Oh yeah, yeah. It's either Kyle or Blake. Yeah, well, when we got Kyle through and Blake. I got Kyle so. through Blake. It always goes back to Blake. And it was like last week I said I called him the Justice League, right? So it's basically Jeff is, in our show, Jeff's the Superman, I'm Batman. I got all the technology. I, you know, this is, we're in the Batcave. And Ryan's obviously Wonder Woman. Because we're the Trinity. And, you know, <laughs> I was going to give him Aquaman. No, least. no, no. no. The, the Trinity is Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Ryan, let it be known. I was going to give you Aquaman, at least. No, you don't get Aquaman, brother. <laughs> Aquaman's a bad motherfucker. Aquaman is the boss of everything that's water. And water controls is 75% of this fucking country, this world. <laughs> so. So you had to make him fucking Diana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just remember ryan i i was going to make you aquaman i got vetoed the trinity is is those three and we're those three so so now we got i got called in this the the rest of the justice league we got kyle because kyle runs so many damn shows and he has so many hats and and that there's 235 green lanterns there should be 235 kyles yeah so i named him the green lantern all right I gave Keith because Keith talks so damn fast and so damn much. Never the Flash, Flash. by far. So then we got Aquaman for Blake because I don't know, I don't know, he drinks so fucking much all the time. Loaded Joe's water drink, you know. He's got good hair too. And that. So I call in the Super Friends. His full Hawks on. You know, we got it. We need uh, uh, maybe a cyborg down the line, but who knows? We got we got all the Justice League now, and I think Ryan makes a good Wonder Woman. He's going to be so pissed. <laughs> he's not even going to be pissed because Ryan doesn't get pissed about anything, really. But he's going to be upset. What I'm hoping is that, you, that that Blake hears this and he and he goes and does this Photoshop magic and he makes he puts the Justice League up there. Well, now that you said that, he's going to. You know, you be you know him over with Aquaman and then Ryan right there and Wonder Woman. Definitely going to now. <laughs> We're the, the Justice League, the baby. Goddamn Justice League posters. We're going the to Justice be League of MMA podcasting. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, with that jackassery. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking. I'm high as a motherfucker. I know you are. Uh, <laughs> give me your final thoughts. Hey, last week was fun. I thank all the guys for coming in and filling in and, and helping me out, which they didn't have to do. And they always, always, always show up whenever we call Kyle. Blake, Keith, thank you guys. 
Ryan, we missed you this week, but uh, you know, Wonder Woman had to take care of something or other. You know. <laughs> God damn and it. Bobby Wambacher, you're always welcome on the show, brother. Every time you come on, you drop knowledge that we always appreciate. And uh, thank you so much for doing it. It's been a good week, and I'm high. <laughs> Ryan, you were missed. You are Aquaman in my heart. Uh, always shout outs and thank yous to Blake and Kyle. Um, because Kyle makes me say it. Fuck you, Keith. <laughs> I don't really mean it, but Kyle makes me say it. Yeah. He threatens me, and I'm scared of Kyle. Yep. Uh, thank you, Bobby. I'm looking forward to this weekend's fights, even though it's a Sunday night. And uh, I'm going to let the Black Keys ride this motherfucker out. So, for David Van Boglen, I'm Jeff Shanahan. We out. We out.